Welcome to episode 4 of the Transforma tu Inglés Profesional podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Smith. Today, I will be talking with Alistair, an amazing coach from my team, all about how a toast can cause confusion, why you need to know the word cheers and how to use it, why hugs are nice but not always appropriate, and the key difference between looking forward to and look forward to. This podcast is aimed at helping you push your business English communication skills to the next level so that you can grow professionally and achieve your international career goals. So, without further ado, let's get straight into it. Enjoy! Hi, Alistair. How are you today? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? Great, great. I'm fine. Today, what we're going to do is uh, refer a little bit back to what we were talking about in our last episode, which was all about countable and uncountable issues. And uh, after the last episode, we were talking about the interesting word, which is toast, right? And the fact that mm -hmm. some confusion can sometimes happen with this particular word related to that idea, right? Exactly, because... Whether it, you can use it in countable or uncountable, but depending which one, you change the meaning. And this is why it's complicated. So, Daniel, if I said to you, a toast, right. what, what would you understand? Well, I would understand partly because you've put that particular letter there, right? A toast. Then I would always associate it with the idea of the word brindis, right? Let, mm -hmm. uh, let's have, or let's make a toast, of course. That's, let's make that's a toast. A very, yeah. very important verb in front of that, of course. Yeah. But, or, or you could use toast directly as the verb. So let's toast the bride or toast right. the, the, the couple knowing a wedding. That's right. So you can toast someone, which obviously in Spanish sounds funny. If you translate it as tostar alguien, it's like you're toasting a person in the toaster, <laughs> right. like a piece of toast. <laughs> That's right. That's what a Spanish Spanish speaker may understand, probably. Right. Exactly. If they don't realize that when you make toast into a countable noun, it doesn't mean tostada. It, obviously, the reason it's uncountable when it's tostada, so you just say toast, yeah, is because bre it's bread, and bread is uncountable. Exactly. Also in exactly. Spanish, but not interestingly in Spanish, tostadas, when you toast the bread and make it into toast, it becomes countable. So you can say, un, un tost, una tostada or dos tostadas. This yes. is the problem. Yes, absolutely. And so we were talking about a scenario, right, where mm. potentially somebody in a, in a hotel or something might mm. say, can I have, please, uh, could I have two toasts, please? Yeah, or, or something like toast. that. Or a toast. Seven yeah. in the morning. No, Can I have breakfast. a toast? Yes. yes. And the waiter or waitress would understand what? They would understand basically that, that you would want to, want to be sort of like having Toasted. a brindy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or that you, yeah, some sort of brindis, right? To, to, and, yeah. and they might ask you what you're celebrating or that. Yeah. Why? That, you just got they, married. You got yeah, a new exactly. job. Or that and you also might... they'd say it's a bit early in the morning, no, to be 
drinking champagne and toasting something. Yes. And the exactly. poor person would be like, what? Sorry, yeah. I just want some toast to eat <laughs> with my breakfast. What are you yeah, talking that's about? that's right. And of course, that would be then clear because they would say some toast and then the, and then the, the waiter mm. or the waitress Wait. might, uh, would, would understand completely. They could also, potentially to avoid that mistake, they could also say a piece of toast or a slice mm. of toast, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so th- that, those types of words always make it uh, very, very obvious what you're asking for. But yeah. if you say a toast specifically, just a toast, then there can be some confusion, right? And yeah, so or, that kind of or as you back. said before, uh, two toasts, they're going two, a double. <laughs> yes. to- so what? You've got a new job and you've got married. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So it that's sounds right. even funnier in a way yeah, if you I'm, say uh, three toasts. You've got three toasts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, a busy breakfast. Right? That's right. That's right. Uh, so yes, it's uh, it's interesting that by the same word and has two meanings depending on if it's countable noun or uncountable noun. That's right. So yeah, exactly. you can make it countable with piece or slice. No, so That's can right. I have a slice of toast? That's right. Or a piece of toast? Or exactly. Three pieces of toast. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, those are those are. It's it's kind of just a tiny sort of little thing, right? But mm. these tiny things can sometimes make really big, make a difference. A right? big misunderstanding you can yeah, have. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Language is a little bit like that. I think it's mm. like you can just have a slight different differentiation, mm. and somebody can mm. um, completely understand something completely different, right? It's just yeah. so so important to kind of get those details right. It's, but continuing yeah. on from mm. that, obviously, is the whole idea of uh, the word cheers, right? Because that is connected mm. to the whole idea of brindar. brindar right? no, yes, too. yes. And uh, it's kind of interesting to talk, continue uh, our discussion related to that because cheers can be used in so many ways. And it's one of those words that is often used by people who go and sort of work or live in the UK for a while and they come back to Spain with it and they kind of really know and ha- know how to use it, right? But yeah, uh, it has various uses, not just exactly. the obvious. Exactly. Which is, you would say, you know, having a drink in a bar. That's right. Say cheers, no, chin chin or salud. That's right. Exactly. But exactly. in Britain, I don't think United States, I think in United States, it only has the meaning cheers when you have a drink. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but in Britain, we use it in probably more often, in fact, <laughs> in, in another way. Absolutely. Absolutely. How we would you use-, use it? I mean, when you're in Britain? Well, basically, I would use it in two contexts, probably either to say sort of like goodbye in -hmm. some way or form, like cheers, see you later, something like that. Or it kind of just maybe the main meaning would be just to say thank you. You know, like if you're you're getting off the bus, you say cheers. It's kind of one of those words that you can just like repeat in so many different contexts, right? Yeah, and uh, people sort of just understand it in the context. Yes. Yes, it doesn't have to be your friends. We say complete strangers. So like Absolutely. the bus driver, taxi yeah. drivers, you're getting out of the taxi. You say, yeah. oh, cheers. See yeah. you. Hi there. Just a very quick interruption. Hopefully you're able to understand everything in this episode. But if you need a little extra help, then you can download the transcript totally free and read along as we speak. If you're interested, just go to the show notes and find the link. Now let's get back to the show. Good night. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. thank you. It can be thank you and goodbye at the same time. That's and right. Like, cheers. Um, <laughs> it's true. It can be thank or, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And British people use it a lot, no? They like, do. When you go back to Britain, you notice yes. people all the time saying, oh, yeah, cheers. Cheers, That's mate. That's right. That's right. People That's in right. shops, no, or, or strangers say, oh, cheers, mate. Mate. That's right. Friend. 
Make meaning friend. Yes, absolutely. And that's another whole story that maybe we'll talk about yeah, another, another day. Maybe another podcast. The word <laughs> yes, met that's is right. quite that's interesting right. word and its but, uses again. Yeah. Mm. And then I'd just like to kind of think, get your mm. idea about how, to what extent you could use the word cheers in a business context, because you kind of might think initially that you wouldn't use it at all. And certainly maybe that, that mm. is kind of in, my instinctive reaction would be to not use it. Yeah. Uh, certainly in a maybe more formal meeting, but if you, if you kind of do, if it's more related to a colleague that you know quite well, then maybe I would yeah. use it. Do you know? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, in the office with people you work with. Yeah. Uh, you're friendly with, you know them. I think you can use it. Yes. Yeah, so when you write an email, but it's someone you know, or you have a relationship with, or you have, you know, you basically know them, you yeah. can say, uh, you say, you could just end the email with cheers, which I suppose would be like un abrazo, maybe the equivalent. Yes, similar, uh, similar. Something like that. So it's informal, but it's acceptable even in a business sense with people you know, obviously right. not to a stranger in another company or you wouldn't exactly. say cheers, but within between the people you know in your own company or people you work with a lot in another company yeah. who you have regular contact with, yeah, you're on a friendly basis. You just say, ah, oh, cheers. Either exactly. spoken or at the end of the email to say goodbye, no? like exactly. un abrazo. Yes, exactly, exactly. And that, yes, it's kind of, so it's a nice one. It's actually one that I quite, I quite like using myself, mm. especially to, to, with people that I, that I know well, you know, it's, it's just mm. a kind of an alternative to, to saying yes. thank you or, or yeah, maybe, you know, it's friendly. That's right. And, mm. and maybe if you kind of want to give that impression to the other person that you don't want to be too formal, because if you put best wishes or best regards, then you kind yeah, of, they almost bit, sounds too, too formal, formal, right? Yeah. With yeah. someone you know well. Yeah. Yeah. So because so you that, wouldn't say so un abrazo would be a hug yes right? in english yes, yeah but you wouldn't end an email even in an a, a informal environment definitely not at work with, with even with people you know well in the office you wouldn't say a hug no you wouldn't end, or at you the wouldn't. end of your email would you it sounds no. it's a bit too intimate yes that yeah the the hug element probably comes more maybe with certainly not at all related to sort of business or a professional oh. environment right and yeah. we can come on to a little bit about how we might use that actually maybe with hmm. friends and family but certainly it's something it's a, it's such a common mistake right i mean i'm sure you've seen that hundreds yeah, because, of times right at the end of an email uh, a hug you know and and it's and a bit too much it too is a bit much. too much yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, certainly in English, it is a bit too. I mean, the idea itself is nice. It's just that it's just yeah. not what we use, it right? It doesn't seem, a, it's not appropriate language That's in right. a business environment, even with colleagues you're very friendly with. That's right. You wouldn't end exactly. an email in a business environment saying a hug. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just not done. No, it's That's not. Right. No, no, it's just not done exactly. And I mean, the, the, when when you think about that, when what well, that particular expression, I think the 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 thing that comes to my mind is sort of hugs and kisses, which would be maybe where where in England we would use that even potentially between sort of family members, you know, yeah, sort well, of people that, you're very or, close to, very good friends, yeah, family very good members. friends, yes, yes, something that you would use on a card, maybe it's yeah, like a birthday a, wishes yes, or something. Yes. Or- Yes, something like that. So it's really important, these kind of distinctions, right? Yeah. Uh, between, you, you might think that in the end, it doesn't really matter, but actually it, those small differences yeah, do matter. Could give actually. a bad impression. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But of course, there are loads of other alternatives, right? Maybe it's useful for us to go through a few alternatives mm. in terms of- Yeah, how of, would you end? What are the yeah, typical endings to an email? Yeah, a business email. I mean, I don't know what, do you have a preferred one, Alistair? Do you, do you, do you uh, use one? Did I you, use personally? Yeah. Uh, in terms of a formal 
ending to an e- uh, to an email. Well, I do use cheers a lot, but that's with obviously yeah people I know quite well, so I feel confident to say cheers. A little more formal, yeah, would just be regards, best regards. regards. Yeah, you yeah. can make that more informal by putting initials BR for best yeah. regards. Yeah, so the same yeah. expression becomes more informal by yeah. putting the the letters. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What else would I say? Yeah, you could say all the best. All the best. Yeah, I best use sometimes wishes. best wishes. Yeah, I often use yeah. best wishes. I don't know why I use that one, but yeah, yeah it's I use sort that. of a habit. Yeah, yeah, Quite it is nice. a habit. It's very much a habit, right? Just like yeah. I suppose, you know, for Spanish speakers as well, they kind of probably just use exactly the same one all the time. But um, yeah, I yeah. think you tend to get your sort of standard favorite and you use it, you repeat it. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. Just no. ending every email with regards, best regards. Absolutely. Absolutely. But then if you want to be a bit more friendly, that's quite neutral, I'd say. Neither formal nor informal. Quite neutral. Yeah. There's no sort of feeling to it. No, but if it's someone you want to express that, yes, we have some kind of a relationship. That's right. Like a, a good colleague or someone you know well. Yeah. You, it sounds a bit too formal. Then I go for the sort of all the best or cheers or, or yeah. maybe nothing. In fact, you can just then put your name or th- thanks thanks yeah name. thanks thanks it's, thanks is a good one thanks is a good yeah. one yeah thanks is a good one yeah cheers i think is kind of good and, and in a way it's all about sort of relationship building there as well isn't mm. it because you don't want to be too formal with somebody you want to be more friendly with right exactly so that is really key so you don't yeah, want to you're putting a slight co- sort of barrier there yes. between you want to- yes exactly exactly like i don't want to get more intimate i mean intimate <laughs> in a business sense you know, closer right. to you yeah yeah, but if you, yeah. you want to have a more chatty, there's a good word, you know, yeah. email or messages between colleagues in a professional environment. And so you want to build that friendly relationship informal with an informal relationship. Yeah. Then saying things like, oh, cheers. Yeah. Creates that, no? Whereas you it keep does. saying regards, best regards. Or at the beginning, you know, when you begin your email, dear sure. John, dear Juan. Again, that sounds very formal. It does. It does. Very formal. Very, very formal. Yeah. We, yeah. we were taught at school to write letters like that. So when you yeah. wrote letters, you'll say, you have yeah. to begin a letter with dear, yeah. some, dear Mr. something or Mrs. or dear the first name. But these days in mess- in emails, it uh, sounds very formal. It does. It does. It's kind of like the dear is one of those kind of words that uh, has kind of gone out of out of use in, in that fashion, way, right? Yeah. Out of fashion. That's yeah. right. And I don't think that I would use that almost in any context. Certainly when I think of the no. word dear, I almost think of like uh, a letter written on, on paper. Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah, really... It feels very much like a letter. No? Yes, it does. It does. And it's often to an organization you don't have any... So it's not to a, an individual person. I mean, it could be, but a person you've never met. So you're writing like a letter of complaint. You yeah. bought something in a coating lace or some shop, yeah. And you want to, you're complaining about it. it; doesn't work properly. You want your money back or something. Yeah. Yeah. This kind of, which maybe, uh, well, these days would still be an email. It would have been a letter in the past, of course. Uh, yeah. It may even be a letter still today, but uh, probably an email. An email, yeah. Uh, and then you would say, if you don't know the person's name, you're writing to, dear sir, stroke madam, mm-hmm. very formal, yeah. Or if you have a name. You put the name, you no, know, dear Mr. Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it sounds very formal. So you don't know this person and you're writing maybe to complain or it's not friendly. You're, yes, you're exactly. You're probably quite upset or angry. That's right. Writing. That's right. That, in that context, potentially you would use that. Yeah, you would use dear, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, but that's because, the only really environment yeah. I could think of. That's a situation right. that's these right. days that you would say dear 
Sir, Madam, dear, Mister, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yes. before and before we got onto the podcast, we were also talking about the whole idea of you know if you didn't know even know the name of that particular person, then there's They've also got no name at all. Yeah, you don't yeah. even know which department particularly would be dealing with your email. So you're just writing to the court in Glasgow or the company BMW about a car. That's right. So it's you're addressing the organisation and someone's going to deal with this letter, you hope, or this email, but you've no idea who it is. You don't have a name. So perhaps the most formal, but it's very useful actually in this kind of emails or this mm. kind of correspondence, very formal, to whom it may concern. Exactly. It's quite a complicated one. It is. It is a little whom, bit tricky. With them. Yeah. To with whom them, yeah, yeah, yeah. It may concern. Yeah. So I don't know how many, well, in a business environment, professional, you might have to use that. You might, you might. Also in sort of job applications sometimes. Oh, yes, I mean, job applications. Yeah. It's yeah. a very common one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you might not know the name of the person who is no, in human resources, not. right? I mean, you mm. know, it's, it could be... These days, maybe it might be easy with sort of LinkedIn and everything else. You might yeah, know. Yeah, you can or, often find out yes, names. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. But generally, if you if you don't know, then that expression mm. is very, very useful. Very formal, but it kind of works very very nicely in that in that sort of context of not knowing yeah, it's a all. useful one to know that it exists yeah. and you can use it yeah but it is very formal and it's in certain specific situations no? yeah 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 so yeah that's, but not uh, to your colleagues in the same office you never say to whom it may concern no, no. <laughs> it sounds ridiculously no. informal no yes yes very unfriendly <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I th- and I think all of these things, as we kind of talked about, spoke, speaking about just before, right, they are small things, but in terms of a business environment, they are so, so important because mm. you want to get it right. You want to yeah. either show that you want to kind of develop that business relationship with someone, you know, you want to, especially if you're kind of looking for further business, maybe, you know, a, a lot of business deals or whatever, they get done when it's actually a little bit less formal, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, when you, uh, if you if you kind of get to know them as a friend or, or get to know them a little bit better on a friendly to, basis man. that's right that's right then that's maybe often where these kind of uh you know potential new contracts or whatever are sort of okay this is the person i really want to work with i'm more friendly with this person so i think it will work better right yes. so it, it can be these small words can make a difference i think yeah, for you and your your image, your professional image. Absolutely. And then, as you say, when you want to build a particular, if you want to maintain a form, if you want to maintain a distance with this person for some yeah. reason, yeah. so you don't want to become particularly friendly, intimate or whatever, yeah. maybe you're not going to have any kind of ongoing relationship or yeah. dealings with this individual. That's so right. you don't really care. So you would perhaps be more formal in the way you speak to them, well, write right. to them. That, and that can be very useful too, right? It can be very useful. For example, if you kind of have a situation where you kind of feel that this particular provider is not the, or supplier is not the right type of supplier, or you mm. feel as if that it is just not going to work out, then you might want to be a little bit more formal because you don't want to take yeah. take the relationship, let's say, to that more relaxed state. To the next you know? level, if you yeah. like. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. So or to indicate your displeasure with, so again, coming back to like the complaint letter. Mm. So if you're you're sending an email where you're complaining or not happy about something mm. in some kind of negotiation, yeah, then yeah, you, the the style of your email in general, I mean the content as well, but also the way you begin uh, and the way you end it, you might make it more formal deliberately. 
Yeah, because you, you want to maintain a little bit of distance. Exactly. And not exactly. become too friendly or informal. No? Yeah. And so, that can, it can be, so it can be a strategy that you it can, can use. It can. It can. Absolutely. And I think these were, it's worth uh, thinking about all mm. these types of things. And there mm. was, of course, one particular expression that we were also talking about just before the podcast, which was the idea of the standard phrase that lots of people use at the end of an email, which is, I look forward to hearing from you, right? And we it's kind of, classic. yeah, it's a classic. And, but there are a few things that we kind of, uh, is important for people to know about that particular expression, right? And we were talking about those and, and particularly the whole idea of whether to use gerund or, or, or not in that particular case, right? Yeah, this is important. A common mistake I've noticed, and it's an understandable mistake, is obviously you say, I look forward to hearing from you, to receiving your reply soon. These are the standard endings. Yeah. Uh, and we're using, it's a phrasal verb. So look forward to. So the two forms part of the phrasal verb. It's a three-word phrasal verb. And therefore, the two is not the two of the infinitive. It's got no connection with the next verb. So people get confused easily because they think two. So it must be, I look forward to hear from you, to receive your reply. That's right. Because they tend to associate the two with the infinitive. And here, two is a preposition. It's not the two of the infinitive. Exactly. And there is a general rule in English. There's not that many student people are always complaining. There are clients about, but English has no, every, there's a rule, but then there's a hundred exceptions <laughs> yeah, to the rule. That is true. Yeah. The exception. Uh, to you the say rule, this one course. is actually a good rule that you can apply always. I think, I don't think there are any exceptions. So after a preposition, the next verb is always a gerund, ing. ING. In general, not only in this expression. Hmm. So, for example, uh, I'm afraid of flying. Tengo miedo de volar. Yes. But in English, I'm afraid of flying. Why? Yes. Because afraid of. Yes. And of is a preposition. So, flying. Not I'm afraid to fly. Exactly. Just another example. So, you look forward to someone. I look forward to you, to you receiving your reply, to hearing from you. Exactly. Just seeing you next week in the conference or whatever it may be. That's right. Exactly. So that that's uh, that's that's that that is the little tricky part, right? At the mm. at the part at the end part of the, the that particular phrase. But then there's also a tricky part at the front, right? Which is where we don't use the gerund at the front because it's very is is quite tempting to say I am looking forward to hearing from you, right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, whereas Ideally, you should actually put that as an infinitive, right? So it should be, I look forward to hearing from you, right? So it's yeah. a kind of a strange one there because, again, you would naturally probably put, say, I am looking forward to hearing from you. But in this case, it's actually much better to say, I look forward to hearing from you, right? Yeah, I don't know why. It's just a habit we have. When we use it as a formal phrase at the end of it, it's just a standard ending to emails, a polite way to end your email. And for some reason, it's in the present simple. Now, usually that contradicts the rules because a present simple is used for repetition of some kind of, so routines, habits, things that repeat. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and in this case, no, it's in this moment, I am looking forward to receiving your reply or hearing from you. So yeah. it really should be, strictly speaking, a present continuous, but we don't use it in emails, never. I mean, if you use it, it's not a big problem. It's not a big problem. Possibly nobody no. even notices. No, yeah. 
Yeah. But really, you should say, I look forward to hearing from you. Yeah. I look forward to receiving your reply. Yeah. Why? I don't know. But that's yeah. just what we do. It's, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's yeah. one of those things. Yeah. It is. It is. It's an interesting a, one, certainly. It is. As opposed to normal life. So outside the office, in your dealings with friends and whatever, um, you would say, I'm looking forward to something. This would that's be right. by far the most common use in a present continuous. Because now in the present, you are actively looking forward to thinking about with excitement something that is going to happen in the future so i'm looking forward to my holidays to the weekend um, exactly exactly but exactly. when you put it at the end of an email no yes you say, i look forward to hearing that's right from you and that that distinction is super is kind of well i mean we, we can say it's like maybe just a detail again but all these details yeah. add up right and they add up exactly. they do they do and so Definitely when you're in the actual, if you're in a situation where you're speaking to someone and you're talking about something that, that is coming up and uh, you're, it's something that you're really looking forward to, then you would say, I, you would use that present continuous. Yeah, in a business. So, so it's, nothing, it's not actually to do with personal life or business. No, no, it's no. The, so at work in business, yes, when there is an event in the future, yeah. I don't know, you're going to a conference in Paris for a week. And you could say, oh, I'm really looking forward to, to going to the conference. Exactly. Or someone asks you, are you looking forward to, the, to going to Paris next week? You say, oh, yes, I am really excited. It's going to be great. So that's a conversation at work. Yeah. Uh, it's perfectly acceptable, no? Because you're is. looking it forward is. in this moment to this thing that's coming in the future. But then when you write your email to somebody else, it, so when it's written, yeah. you'd say, I look forward to seeing you next week in Paris at the conference to a colleague <laughs> yes. from Paris, for example. Yes, yes. I don't know so, why that is. It's just, as you say, one of those things that... Yeah, yeah, exactly. you need to know. Obviously, if you don't know it, yeah. your, inc your natural inclination would be to write, I'm looking forward to. Yes, 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 yes. But then it would... Yes, it kind of... The 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 fact that you put it in an in infinitive, basically, is mm. is just adds a bit of formality, right? It, it adds a little bit of formality. Possibly there, that's the reason. Yes. yes, it's a bit more formal. That's mm. right. But, you know, just so that everybody knows that distinction between the whole idea of you describing something when you're speaking, would you would use present continuous and, mm. and then otherwise you would just use, I look forward to just the infinitive. Yeah. And again, yeah. it's not the worst mistake you can make. No, uh, no, not of course. Of course but no. obviously it's better to know and do it correctly. No? Yeah. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And it kind of, that kind of links through to the idea of the whole type of expression, which is in, in Spanish, right? Which, which we kind of would sometimes uh, connect to the whole idea of look forward to, which is mm -hmm. tener ganas, right? Mm -hmm, and, yes. and that is something I think that we can talk about maybe uh, in the next episode, because there are lots of complications. Yeah, I there. think so. How to translate because sometimes the ganas could be used with look forward to, other times with other expressions in English, depending what, exactly. what you're talking about with, yes. a, with a ganas. Yes, yes. It's a nice then, word in Spanish. I like ganas. Yes, yes. And I suppose in many ways, it's kind of a little bit more adaptable, right? Because you can use it in many different types of scenarios. Whereas yeah. in English, look forward to is, is, it's quite is just fixed. In it's, it's quite meaning. fixed. Yes, yes. You could uh, translate it like, well, this is something we'll talk about like, Deseando, no? Yeah. So it's like a, a deseo, it's ganas. So it's more than one thing in Spanish also. Yeah. But anyway. So we've... the translation between the two is something you have to think about quite carefully. 
Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, we will leave it there for today because yeah, we'll otherwise get we'll get yeah. we'll get into that. But certainly, I am looking forward to talking about that. I'm that really looking you. forward to talking about look forward to. <laughs> yes. In the next podcast. In the next podcast. So thanks a lot, Alistair. Really great to spend a some pleasure. time with you again, and I'll see you again next week. Okay. Okay. Bye. All right. Cheers. See you then.